0: We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness, and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid hey hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of soul healing conversations i'm your host and intuitive soul empowerment coach roz kincaid if you're new to the podcast or to my youtube channel welcome to the show of course if you're a regular welcome on back so today y'all I have a very special guest joining me. Her name is Natalia Marconi, and she's a psychic. She's an energy worker. She's a shaman. And she also uses her gifts to help people, especially with the focus on Black and Brown communities heal from trauma to find their purpose and their pain and to start living a self-determined, power-informed life. The great thing that I love about Natalia is besides the fact that she's another woman of color who passionately speaks nothing but the truth and and does it with fire and she does it loudly so you're gonna hear her is that she doesn't subscribe to any ideology instead she believes that we are self-led and self-directed on our healing journey and she like me believes that people really do have the answers within themselves and the power of choice and to make change so In this episode, she and I talk a little bit more about that, but mainly Natalia and I have a powerful, powerful conversation about fear and stepping out of the world's conditioning and into our own spiritual power. So if something in today's episode strikes you and resonates with you, I invite you to take a closer look at my Empowerment Private Coaching Program and just book a clarity call. It costs you nothing. (laughs) You get to talk. And you get to see if private coaching with me would be the right next step for you. this is a program, this is an intimate one-on-one program where I help you step into that empowerment and step into your authenticity so that you can experience more peace and ease and balance and happiness and whatever else you want in your life. And we start with a clarity call to just do a vibe check and to give you an opportunity to lean into what it is that you truly want for you, not for your husband, not for your mama, not for your family, not for your boss at work, but what is it that you truly want for you? And we get to talk about ways that I can support you in having that. So without further ado, you guys, enjoy the episode. I would like for you to talk to me a little bit about you and share with me who you are and how you got to this evolved version of you that Ooh. we are getting to experience today give me the cliffs notes girl because I know
1: <laughs> I know right <laughs> let me give you a three-point summary was like really terribly abused as a child but always had gifts always had connection always understood something you know I'm, I'm working on a book right now and, and one of the One of the pieces in the book is the story that I recount where I had this doll baby and I was sure that I could command life into this doll baby. I was convinced I could. So for three days, I was commanding life and I was so annoyed that it wouldn't wake up. And my mom came down the stairs and saw me, you know, and out of love, one of the rare things she did out of love, interestingly enough, she says, you know, I explained to her and she says, baby, you don't have the power to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. And I felt something drain from my body when she said that, you know, and I didn't think about it because I trusted my mom so much. So I just, I had a childhood where I feel like my power was being questioned, my stability, my safety at all times, you know, who I was in the world. And that led repression of that, like most of us have experienced, you know, where we shut down around that trauma, we, we get small to, you know, when they say of active shooter, what do you do? You get small. That's how you protect yourself. You know, you limit the, the, the damage that can be done to you when you get small. And that's what we do inside of ourselves, you know? And I did that for a very long time until I had a breakdown, you know, I had a mental breakdown. I had a physical breakdown. I was in the military, I was living in Korea and that helped me open up to myself. And I remember praying fervently you know, please just help me. You know, it's interesting, as I'm saying that, and I'm very like open right now, they're reminding me that I was in California for like a, a VA evaluation. I've, it just feels apropos to what's happening in California now. Please forgive me for that. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I was praying in bed, like fervently. I was just, I was like, God, please, you know, I want to reconnect with who I am. And in that moment, I understood that I remembered I had psychic gifts. I had forgotten all about them. I had, you know, I had five children. I was on my second marriage. I was in the military. I had, was working. I had just finished like a dual master's degree. Like I was very ambitious. So I just, I forgot under the weight of like the, the world. I forgot who the hell I was. And then I was like, yes, I want to reconnect with that. That was in 2012. Wow. And now here I am. And it's just been like listening to myself, healing and being very spirit, higher self guided. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the deeper, the more I trust, the deeper I go within myself, the deeper I go, the more of my power that comes to the surface. And it's just been this constant, constant, you know, evolution of self. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's, that is powerful. And you, and, and you said so many things, you talked about getting small and relating that back to threat. Yeah. Like like a like a real threat, like a bomb threat or or threat of active shooter and getting small, and how that is like our innate ability mm. to to conceal and cover and repress and get down and, and become small just to protect ourselves. And you explain how you went deeper into self-meaning, I the more you trusted yourself, the deeper you went, the more you trusted yourself. But I'm I'm curious how how does that smallness
1: if at all, continue to show up as you, as you Oof. today? Oof. Oh, it shows up in many, many. Like, look, I I feel like I'm so emotionally aware and so emotionally mature. And, and I think that's part and parcel with standing in your spiritual power. Because if you're allowing your emotions to take you out of yourself, you're not in command of your power. So these mm-hmm. two are so connected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have so many issues around ideas of worth and around self-belief, believe it or not. You know, because look, as you ascend, as you evolve, as you grow, then as your power grows, so does your doubt follow. You know what I mean? Unless you really get to the root of it in a really profound way. And the problem is that that doubt has a way of hiding you from the fact that you need to address it. It's like that doubt becomes blinders to yourself. And so you can't even see that that doubt is something that you need to heal. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So so for me, it's been very eye-opening as of late, especially, you know, I've been very self-reflective in that way because I feel like as my power grows, I'm questioning, like, who are you to think you have this power? Who are you to believe that you're grand? Maybe you are delusional. You know, I'm very self-evaluative. You know, I'm always looking at myself like, and being very critical, not in a, in a, diminishing way, but in a very edifying way, like where are the faults in this foundation? Where are the, the areas that I can improve on, not as a reaction to damage and harm or trauma, Mm -hmm. but in a way to gird myself against even being affected by the ills of the world, you know, and allowing myself to be traumatized, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you, there's at some point there becomes a, a separation. At least that's how I'm seeing it in my mind. I feel you. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's almost like old self steps or new self, evolved self, higher self steps out of out of old. You know what it is? Yeah, it's the
1: ability to see yourself while actively being yourself, and so it is a separation, but it's also a a profound combination. It's it's where duality loses meaning. I think a bit right because I I'm objective. Am my watching on myself, but I'm subjective there. I am in both places simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I am my higher self and my lower self. They don't exist anymore. You know, it is just one. And I really do feel like the more you surrender to spirit yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The more that you do stand in that place where, you know, I, if you've been on my lies as of late, you know, I've been really reconciling ideas of race, yes. ideas of gender, ideas of sexuality, all of these cages, you know, and, and because they really don't serve me anymore at this point, you know, there, there's a, there's a quote that I loved and it said, and I don't remember who said it, but it said, You will recognize that struggle is necessary until struggle is no longer necessary. And I feel like I have just realized struggle is necessary. I don't need it anymore. It serves no purpose except to serve its purpose. Do you know what I mean? I don't need it anymore. So these ideas of like race and even like wealth, you know, gender, they just, none of them serve me well anymore. I am seeking to expand past the freedoms that those cages allow. You know, and that's been a hard reconciliation, because you are abandoning something you are abandoning something that you've been told to believe that to even think of abandoning is so shameful, you know, and you are so much less if you ever dare say, these are the limitations of my blackness and I dare not to be limited by that anymore. Oh, who are you to think that you are to think that you are above blackness. Yeah. It's to be trying to position yourself closer to whiteness. No, it is me trying to position myself closer to fucking freedom. It has nothing to do with whiteness. Whiteness is just your standing for how you see freedom. That's what makes that aspirational. You think that that's freedom. No, freedom is the ability to define myself however I want to take up whatever space I choose to take, whatever that looks like. No one gets to say, but me, no one gets to say that's black. That's black. No. Whatever I am is Black. Not, not me having to conform to some idea of Blackness, but Blackness being informed by my individuality and my authenticity. See, that's the difference. I will not be caged by it. I will not be caged by it. And you know, people have been coming on my live, calling me a sellout. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll be that. What am I selling? I'm selling my pain for joy. I'll take that. That is a good deal. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, if you want to stay there, then by all means.
0: Yes. Yes. That space that you are in is, is, is exactly where we all can be. I'm not going to show anybody will need to be, but that is where we all can be. But there's, th- there's so many labels and stereotypes and, and standards and beauty standards. And this is what it this is, what black beauty looks like. And your hair can't be curly. No, it should be straight. You got to but you know what
1: all these standards are? They are centering other people's beliefs and our view and mm-hmm. appreciation of ourself and the world and on its face, when you stop and strip it down. You know, these these are not high-minded principles, you know? What we're saying is that what the majority of people in society want, you should want it too. And you should want no more than that. You should aspire, like that is the role that you are due to play because that's how it best serves society, a sick and broken society. Why would we ever contort ourselves to fit into the brokenness and perpetuate it, you know? Because it pays.
0: I mean, if you want to talk about it because capitalism, because it pays, but it doesn't make us free. It, it pays, but it, it, it um, oppresses us, it enslaves us still.
1: You know, I, I really do, and I know it puts me in, a, in the crosshairs of a lot of people, but if you are really for black liberation, then you have to be for the liberation from blackness. It has to be, because if you seek to define my blackness, then you seek to shackle me to an idea that best serves you. And that is not liberation, that is control. And it, and I don't wanna be controlled by the black man or by the idea of blackness anymore than I wanna be controlled by the white man. You know, mm-hmm. they have, they're so similar in their ideology because they are two sides of one coin. They serve each other. Whiteness does not exist without blackness. So to uphold blackness is to uphold whiteness. Let's, let's really talk about it. If I am, if I am upholding these ideas of blackness, it only is because it serves for whiteness to exist. Mm. If we dissolve all of that, then none of it fucking matters. None of it matters. None of it matters. But to say that is to really threaten people's self-identity and most people cannot reconcile that because their identity is so closely tied to their blackness. It's so closely tied to their gender. It's so closely tied to their social economic status. You know, like when people talk about poverty mindset, there are so many people who cannot break out of that because their identity, not just, obviously there are issues of opportunity and privilege that inform this, but before we even get there, you have to make the choice to want that. And the problem is that a lot of people don't even dare to question their role that they've been cast. They don't even dare to see that maybe I do have another choice. You know, maybe I don't have to live this way you know but these are these are conversations that are so nuanced and complicated and most of us do not have the ability to see outside of ourselves
0: and it, what i hear you saying is that the identity shift is in the spirit i the think identity so. cell, the identity the identity shift has to start from from the higher self from the spirit without the 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 facade and without the flesh and all of that and so my my question is that for women of color black people who 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 ain't there yet or who are who are just starting how do they start to either make that identity shift spiritually or start to deepen that identity shift spiritually and not not get caught up in the blackness or the whiteness but to look at the
1: at the energy and the spirit of it all so you know you said something I you know I don't know if I'm a complete weirdo but I don't I don't think that where I'm at is an aspirational place. You know, I don't assume that other people are in a place that is, unhealthy as compared to mine, because I think we all have to make those choices for ourselves. And I think we are where we all choose to be. And that free, free will is very, very important. You know, I, I, I think that's that's something that can never be impeded upon. That said, I think people have to do what serves them best. And I think what people need to ask themselves is what are they trying to serve? You know, so for me, I I really am a loving person who just wants to be loving. And I want the world to be a loving place because it suits me. You know, if that's the world that I want to live in, it suits me. But for some people, because they think so poorly of themselves because they are still so stuck in their cage it suits them to live in a nastier world where they are a victim and i've been talking lately there's a lot of power in victimhood i don't have to do a lot in my own life if i'm a victim i'm not responsible for what happens if i'm a victim i don't have to make real choices if i'm a victim right, right. so so that serves them and the life that they want and who am i to say that's not a good life it's not a life i would ever choose for myself but look if you're happy it's not my job to tell you come You need to come up where I'm at, because Mm -hmm. I think that this is a superior place. This serves me well. But to pretend that there isn't pain here in its own unique way is ridiculous, because I'm going to tell you, I look out at the world and I weep daily. You know, I'm so plugged in. I'm so connected. I, I see so much that I feel everything so much more. This is nothing that I would tell someone struggle the way that I did, suffer the way that I did, tear yourself apart to find this. I think it's beautiful here, but that's my view. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's my view. And had I known how much work it was going to be up front, I'm not sure I would have chosen this. Honestly. Honestly.
0: I agree with you. I would have said no to like <laughs> hold on. I'll just stay on the side. So uh, I know you to be a, a psychic and a psychic life coach you said standing in your spiritual power how does that play out and how you support people through your work
1: Mm. I'm gonna tell you like seriously for me to help people the way that I do and I feel like you know I'm never one to brag but I feel like sometimes you do have to kind of note what you have done you know I, I know that I'm a powerful healer I don't have a question but but understand that I have to know that I'm a powerful healer to be a powerful healer Mm -hmm. that's a kind of audacious self-belief that we just aren't we aren't taught we are not encouraged to believe in ourselves that is arrogant you need to humble yourself who do you think you are when we think we're a piece of shit very few people will correct us but when we think that we're something special the whole world will pull us down and try to put us in our place right? right yeah so i think standing in my spiritual power there's no way to do this and not do that. You know what I mean? I have. That's not even an option. I have to believe radically that I am so capable, that I'm am so amazing, that I'm so powerful. I have to believe these things. When my mentor taught me
0: and, and helped me develop my own gifts and to do this, like she couldn't teach me. She, she couldn't take me in a corner and teach me to yeah. trust and believe myself. She couldn't nope. teach me to go and believe what I was getting. I had to work that shit out. And, yep. and, and that is not only present, as people who do spiritual work and and support other people through spiritual gifts and stuff but but that also has to be present in your own life you like Mm. you got to know that what you doing is the right thing like and that's why like i i you stop listening to other people number one you you gotta stop listening to other people and understand what what she big she sounds like what big like because
1: big she Mm. got the answers already you feel what i'm saying i oh i know exactly what you're saying (laughs) and unfortunately we have grown deaf to our own voices most of us and we have grown deaf in part because our parents spent a lot of time putting cotton in our ears you Mm. know and convincing us that how we saw the world and what we wanted and our dreams they weren't really that's not practical You know, Mm -hmm. you're too, you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. You're too much. You know, you're, you're, why are you crying so much? Those are all our voices. So then when they start telling us that, especially this one, like you are too sensitive, then you start gaslighting yourself, don't you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not really what you feel. God, that's the most evil thing a parent can do to their child is deplete their self-belief. Because if I don't believe my own view of the world, that means you have made me dependent on someone else to inform which way I should go. You have stolen all of my power from me. If I don't even believe or trust in myself or know my own voice, you know, so I, that's just such an insidiously, ah, and so many parents do it. So many parents do it. And look, I did it with my oldest one, especially, you know, I've done, it. I've done yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'm so glad that I can see things the way I can see things now. You know, I'm so glad that they, that I'm such a weirdo that I see the world in such a weird way that I can help open other people's eyes to things that seem so obvious to me now. You yeah. know, yeah. love is freedom. Love is freedom. You know, so if you love me, you are not limiting that free expression of who I am at any time ever. Now, if that expression of who I am harms you, you don't limit my behavior. You direct your own. What should you do in a toxic relationship that doesn't serve you? Because your power isn't in controlling how I move. I am free to move how I choose. Do not seek to limit my free expression, but do not limit your own either. Mm. So where you have the power, you must stand in that power. You don't have an option. When we're children, we don't have that power. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't. You know? So we are traumatized, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We are harmed. We are harmed you know, and Mm -hmm. and I hope to do a work in in some parents' minds and hearts that they see a little bit better so that they do not traumatize their children. So we don't have to keep, you know, I don't want to have to be a healer anymore. Honestly, I don't want to have to live in a broken world. I would rather be able to say, okay, healing no longer necessary because we are so in tune with ourselves and so self-led and self-directed that we always know what we need in each moment. And we seek that you know, mm-hmm.
0: I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about my, the dynamic between me and my Aquarius child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I love her so much. I, 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 I do. And I can see as you're, you know, offering this insight where one, she is reflecting back to me, my own trauma and my own fear. Absolutely. Because th- th- the world will the world yeah, yeah, yeah. through, through yeah. her unquote, unquote rebellion. Like she, she, she came free. She, she, she was born into this earth with the spirit of, of liberation and freedom. That's why she does what she does and feels like she has the power that she has because she actually does have it. It is me as, as, as her, as her wounded mother who has who has still has trauma to process and that she's reflecting it back to me saying, mama, you gotta fix this. This ain't my problem. You, you being scared that I'm gonna break my neck ain't, ain't, ain't my problem because I, I believe
1: in myself already. No, so true. You know, mm. I told my son, I just dropped him back off at college yesterday and I said, I wish you were a loser, baby. I wish you were a loser. No, I'm so serious. I was, and I told my youngest son yesterday, I said, you gotta be the loser who stays home and lives in my basement because <laughs> of my three boys, I need one of them, you know? But truly, I do think a lot of us parents, and I'm not in your case, at all. And I'm being sincere in what I'm seeing and feeling. Mm-hmm. But we seek to limit our children so that we can continue to use them as crutches. Ooh. So it serves us to break them. It serves us that they don't want any power in their own life, that mm-hmm. they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. But more to your point in your situation with your daughter, you know, if we have unhealed trauma, we project that trauma everywhere we go and work. So if I feel like a victim, I am going to, because I'm legitimately was a victim. Not even, you know, because something happened to me. I was victimized. I have not yet healed from that trauma. It it is legitimate. I am a victim, okay? But now, if I continue to stay in that place, if I hold that belief and tie my identity to it, instead of I was victimized, I am a victim, very different statements, very different statements. One is taking ownership and one is saying something happened to me. The other one is saying, I am this thing, Very powerful statement. Very yeah. if, if I believe that I am a victim, then I will seek to validate that assumption. Because to something you said before about getting small, you said something about wanting to protect yourself. Remember that is the imperative of the ego. That is why the ego exists to keep us safe. So that is why it will give us a self-limiting beliefs, right? Because it wants us to get small. It wants to, We already been hurt like this. I open up to someone and someone rejected me. Ah, get small next time. Don't don't let yourself even take the chance of that happening again do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so if I believe that I you know if i have this trauma that i haven't healed from and i believe these things around that trauma i'm going to recreate that scenario in all my relationships and even if i don't recreate it because maybe that's too powerful a word and some people say i don't have the power to create these situations that were very traumatizing why would i choose that okay at the very least you're going to tune your eye to see the ways in which you are being revictimized similarly so even if someone is doing something that they perceive as kind to you, you can twist it and see it as them trying to victimize you. And a lot of us know narcissists who have done this, narcissists, colloquial narcissists who mm-hmm. have done this. They always see themselves as a victim, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. no matter how much you give. And they're they are sincere. They believe that this is not a con. They believe that they are victims of you. They absolutely believe it. Because why? Because they are convinced that the world is conspiring against them. That, that they are victims, that bad things just always happen to them. Everyone is out to get them. So that's what they tune their eye to. You will see whatever you want to see. So that's what I'm saying about, you know, people getting here to this place. What do you want to see? I've asked over and over. I want to stand in my power show me more of my power, show me more of who I am. I keep asking for it. And so I just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into myself. And like a star that does that, I explode. It's just like pure light coming out. You know, you said that I'm really vulnerable. I don't, I'm just very honest. It's not about being vulnerable or, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm just very honest. Mm -hmm. I don't ever feel the need to like hide anything. Because I don't care about any judgments and I don't care how anyone tries to weaponize anything against me because that's, that's your shit. I'm not going to maneuver my life to try to avoid your nastiness. I'm just going to be my open, free flowing light. And if you try to hurt me, I know that's energy you're putting out. That will be returned to you. I know what I'm putting out. That will be returned to me. I don't need to worry about nothing else. Any evil you intend to me, you will eat. I don't need to worry about you. Mm. I intend good in this world. Mm -hmm. That is my focus. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. And I can see how the authenticity and the and the being just just being straight up one hundred, standing ten toes down, being honest and standing in who you are. I can see how that just easily wipes away any fear and knowing that whatever you put out, that's that's on you. And and I don't (laughs) and I don't know that people can can really grasp that Mm. that concept that what somebody is doing that, that ain't you that, that don't have anything to do that's more about them than it is about you my fear <laughs> just like that example that I gave with my daughter my fear about her is not about my, my fear about her it's my fear about me mm. and how that's going to reflect on me as a parent mm. or how it's going to reflect on anybody else as, mm. as, as an employee as a wife as a sit as, as, a, as a, I see hey, you, you yeah. understand yeah so, so so it's what I hear you saying is that the and you said it already, the more that you stand up in your spirit and have that spiritual power and be honest in, 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 in authentic and who you are, like, that, that, quietens that fear,
1: that, yeah. that fear around Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Because look, when you're able to be authentic, like really see all sides of yourself, like you will never hear me say, like, I am just a supremely good person. No, I said, I'm honest. Like, I am not necessarily good. I can be good at times. I can be bad at times. I'm a bitch at times. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay being a full expression of a human. I don't have any any desire to put on airs for people, because I did that before, not on purpose, but I wasn't authentic with my friends. You know, I didn't share, I just shared what I wanted to share, what I thought was like pretty. And I wasn't, which meant I was masking something, which meant I was holding something back. Right. And then you don't have the depth of relationship that you really want. You don't have the connection you want. And when I turned to those women for help and support, they just, they were like, but your life is so good. Like, what are you talking, you have the perfect marriage and you have five beautifully well-behaved children. Like, what help could you need? And I was like, yo, you have no idea. Like, I'm suicidal. And and y'all don't even see my humanity because I have not modeled and displayed it for you. You want to be seen? You must show yourself. Like, because no one's going to go through a fucking, like, maze to try to find you. No one wants to hunt and work to find you. Stop making it hard for people to love you. You know, show them who you are. And so, yeah, it opens me up for criticism and I will not ever pretend that I am not unbothered. It bothers me. It bothers me not necessarily what they're saying. It bothers me that there are people with that heart, that like I feel their pain. Like you would have to hate yourself so much when I'm not trying to do anyone harm. You know what I'm saying? To want to come at me crazy, or to want to twist something that I say to hurt me. You know, I've shared a story about a miscarriage. Do you know that I had someone make a fake account in the name of the child and then try trolling me? Yeah, on my lives. like people can be evil. But what is what is my power in that? Am I going to shut down and close off because they were nasty? What that does is give them power to direct my steps. They do not have the power to direct my steps. I do. And I will not yield to a spiritual or emotional terrorist. I will not. I won't negotiate boundaries. I'm not going to center their comfort in my standing up for myself. You know, that's why I made that video. People stop telling me to shush. Stop telling me to shush. If someone disrespected me, it is appropriate for me to say, not appropriate, back up. Don't shush me, damn it. You you want me to be quiet for whose benefit? Don't ask me to do something for me, about me, that doesn't center me. Stop asking me to center you in my self-advocacy. Get the hell out of here. And I say that with so much love. Like, really, get out of here. Just because you do not stand up in your power, don't make me dull my shine and make you more comfortable i will not do that for you i love you but i can't do that for you you know what i mean yeah that's. i'm sorry i talk too much (laughs) this is good don't be sorry because that is the trick
0: of this false humility that we got going on around Mm. here i don't know your religious background or if you have a religious background but i come from a very religious family i was raised in the church i I was raised in the south like this accent you hear ain't virginia this is north carolina okay (laughs) and, and, and I come from going to church all the damn time until I actually was able to make a choice for myself to, to leave the church and to leave like the, the program of the church and just seek God for myself See, Mm. and whatever that looks like. And I, and, and, and part of what I see is, is people are still living in this, this false humility of, of lowering themselves just to make somebody else feel better. And, and and what you said about why do I have to shush myself and, and, and not center myself just to make you feel all right? Like, what the fuck is that? And, and like, and I didn't know that then and, yeah. and because I was just so indoctrinated and- Oh and no, yeah in it and now it's like when you come out of the smoke when you come you know you come out of the building and, and the smoke is like coming off of you and you start to see clearly it's like what again what the fuck was that what am I thinking like why do I have to like lower myself just to make you feel grand and high and lift up like I, I got God in me
1: too just like you do talk about it no I grew up very religious too very very religious and I was always like really questioning and I want to tell you something and I don't know why they're, they're talking about this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that we had this everlasting life and this gold lined streets always made me sick to my stomach. It always, oh, it really upset me as a child. It would spin me into a panic attack. And it, and I'm only understanding why now, because it was always, their religion was always a cage. It was never, never like this heaven that people are thinking that they're going to, and I hate to get into this, but it's like the good place on the TV. Like they don't understand. And so many people, they've convinced you that you have no power. So what you're doing is you become a beggar for everyone else's, please. Please see me, please love me, please tell me I'm beautiful, please tell me I'm worthy, tell yourself. You know what's interesting is that the things that we can give ourselves that no one can take from us are the very things that we refuse to give ourselves. Love, belief, who can take this grace? Who can tell, to slow us down? Who can say, okay, that's your portion, nobody. And yet you have allowed them, to convince you that the only way that you can receive these things is through someone giving it to you Mm. through your good works, you know, through how beautiful you are through your race. And it's so infuriating for me because, you know, Not that long ago, I was in a place where I did not like myself very much. I did not love myself at all. I couldn't even look at myself. I hated myself. I blamed myself for staying in an abusive marriage. My third marriage, come on. Like I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. You know, I just, I felt like such a failure. And now here I am. I love myself so radically. And I cannot remember what it felt like to not love myself. I have the memories intellectually here. It is not tied to any emotion. I cannot feel what it's like not to love myself and accept myself fully. So I grow very impatient. You know, when clients come to me and they're beautiful and they are powerful and they're like, but my mom, and I'm like, yo, mom, you know, fuck <laughs> okay, your mama. Okay, mama i will really be like, why are you letting her control you? Why? Was she a nice woman? No, she wasn't nice. She's a narcissist. Then why are you centering her opinion of you in your mind? It makes no sense. If you're telling me she's broken then why are you taking that opinion and making that you revolve around that opinion? Does that make any sense? This is mental illness in and of itself. What are you doing to yourself? And sometimes I come off as so curt, but it's just because it is as simple as a damn choice and people make it so complicated. I went out with my girlfriend and she invited one of her friends and I'm having a bit of a cultural crisis being around white liberal women all the damn time, especially queer ones. I'm so serious. Okay. Um, I'm so serious and I'm learning. They have a culture all their own and I'm learning what this culture is. And it's a bit of culture shock for me. That's all, you know, not good or bad, but it is definitely culture shock. No, seriously. Right. So I'm sitting with her friend and she's like, it's self-love is a journey. And I'm like, no, it's not. And she got very irritated with me <laughs> because no, it's not a journey. And then she's like, you know, she's like, I think you want everyone to be where you are immediately. I said, No. People get to choose where they are. But if you come to me for help, I do assume you want me to get there as quickly as possible, help you get there as quickly as possible. I said, when you go s- to someone for financial help, you want them to make you as much money as quickly as possible, right? So, I mean, look, if you want to make this this long, drawn out, like theatrical, like performance of like pain and suffering and reconciliation and growth, do it. But recognize that you're the actor in the play that you have written. No one else puts you there. You could as easily wake up today and say, I love myself. The rest, the past doesn't matter. Sure, I've been a piece of shit and I still love myself. Sure, I'm not fully healed and I still love myself. Sure, I'm probably going to continue to fail and make mistakes and hurt people's feelings and I still love myself. Loving myself doesn't mean that I'm going to be so hard that I don't allow myself to change. Quite the opposite. It means that my heart is wide open and change is more likely to happen you know what I'm saying? Healing is more likely to happen. That is a foundation with which people should be trying to establish their healing. Not self-hatred. Not I'm going to beat you into compliance. That doesn't work. I'm going to re-traumatize myself to try to clear the trauma. That doesn't no, work. No. No. But how many of us are doing that? You know, you're a piece of shit. You're no good. You know, nobody loves you. Da, 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 da. But I need to heal. How? You continue to feed yourself poison when you, you're looking for the antidote. Just stop feeding yourself the fucking poison. Just stop. You don't need to seek the external antidote. Just stop. Let's start there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But cut me- the fuck out. <laughs> right. But people don't want to hear that. People want to suffer for their joy. Mm. Why? Because partly because religion has taught us we must be long suffering, right? You got to get glory. The cross glory comes day. after, right? Right. Glory comes in the morning. It's not here today. You know, but go to sleep and then maybe it'll be there. And then I'll just wait till the next morning. Go to sleep. Just suffer, suffer, suffer. You know, like, I want you to live in poverty now. I want you to live under worst conditions now, but don't worry in death. I promise. Why the hell did you give me life then? Well, here's the thing.
0: Like you, you sleep now. Like you, you are asleep right now. Like if you could just wake up, if you could stop all of this, if, 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 Okay, for the people who who are visual and need a visual, if you are sitting at a table and all of the the shitty, all of the parts of you are at the table, who are you gonna wanna sit at closer to you at the table? The part that's lifting you up, the part that's telling you not, not, not the, you know, not the blowing smoke up your ass parts, but I would not want fear to be sitting in front of me trying to have a conversation with me and then trying to edge
1: up to the head of the table, trying to run the whole fucking table. Like, put that shit in its proper place. You know why we cling to it? Because we're holding it trying to hide it from everyone. And -hmm. so we have to be right up on it, right? I don't want you to see that I'm a coward. So I'm like tense up around that. I'm gonna be, you know what I'm saying? And that's Mm -hmm. why it ends up controlling me because where that goes, I go. Whatever I'm holding, that's gonna take me where I wanna go. And if I'm so busy trying to hide myself from myself and from the world, then guess what? And that's what I'm saying about just being honest. Do you know how much easier this is? I fuck up, I make mistakes all the time and I give myself so much grace. I give myself so much grace. First thing I do, don't beat yourself up. Now look at it. Hold yourself accountable. Where'd you screw up? Where'd you screw up? What can you do better? All right, I grow, I learn, I move on. You know what I'm saying? I move on. It doesn't have to be an indictment on who I am as a person that I made some mistakes, even if they are horrible mistakes. And further, I don't have to continue to be an extension of who I was. So let's say I did something horrible. Let's say I killed my parents, something that's like I don't have to always hold that energy. That's even a choice. Now, if I feel like I never have a right to be happy again, then I would hold that energy, would I? I would not let myself forget what I did. I would not ever let myself get comfortable in a new reality because I believe that I do not deserve that. And that is where deserve matters so much. What do you believe that you deserve? Because you know, I left a very abusive marriage, this, mm-hmm. or I'm leaving, I'm trying to divorce this man who won't let me. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember thinking, this refrain played over and over in my head, Nat, if you don't believe that you deserve it, why did you endure it? I couldn't reconcile that. I knew I deserved better than this, so then why did I stay in it? Because I didn't believe that I deserved better. I thought it, but I didn't feel it. There was so much trauma so many wounds that made me feel small and like a piece of shit and so I didn't think that I deserved any better so I tolerated exactly what I thought I deserved and that's the point if you're in something nasty it's because you're choosing to stay there it's because you're choosing to stay there because I'm sorry at this point in my life I'd rather choose death than ever be in an abusive relationship like that again
0: when abuse of anything, with, even with yourself, like people. Oh, people, absolutely.
1: Like, get out of the abusive relationship that you in with yourself. Exactly. Stop self-cutting emotionally because so many people do it. I'm nothing. You got to put so many trigger warnings on this thing, girl. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You know, I am very like, woo-hoo, and sometimes I need that. You know what? That is one way that I feel like I, I'm in constant conflict. Like, maybe you're too much like letting it go too much maybe you don't have enough like restraint mm. but then I feel like any restraint is limiting my freedom and no. I just why would I ever do that like who does that it doesn't benefit me so then why would I do that
0: right you know yep absolutely Absol- I hear you all of me hears you like stop limiting yourself and let people deal with Like, inform people but let them let them
1: have manage it. your own feelings. Why are we always trying to regulate each other's feelings? Huh. You know, I, can't, I it's too much. I can't do no, you. No, I end. agree. Okay. I know we can barely do ourselves
0: like truly. Okay. Truly. So you, you talked about, and we're getting close to time here. And you talked about, you use this analogy of your, your mom stuffing or the world stuffing cotton, whether that be your mother the military, whoever stuffing this cotton in your ears and. Out of everything that we've talked about, what, what I have anchored into is that you have the power. I have the power of choice to take mm. your little fingers, put them in your ears mm. and take the cotton out your ears and start mm. to
1: listen to something higher than you're a piece of shit. And also take the lenses off your eyes. You know, you know what I've realized so many people do? They, they see themselves through everyone else's lenses. Mm. And I said, you know, what a lot of parents did was they saw us, we were born with these rosy glasses, they took them off our face, they stomped on them, and they said here. Now, this is the way you see the world because they want you to see the world the way they see the world so that they can instruct you. Ah, Do you know, like, how scary is it for a parent whose child sees the world as a safe place when they know it to be dangerous? So what do we do? We convince the, the, our children that it is a dangerous place. And what do our kids do? They see danger everywhere. What did we do to them?
0: Mm, we just
1: What did we do? colored the world dangerous to
0: them through our own exactly. lenses. Exactly. Like, put Think these about, glasses on.
1: Exactly. Think about what we've done as as black people. And this could go for any any minority, you know, or culture. Think about, we try to prepare our children for a world in which they will be hated. Ah, Ah, we're shackling them. We don't need anyone to do it for us. We're doing it. We're swaddling them in ideas of oppression, ideas of worth, and we're training them to always see themselves through the oppressor's eyes. Why do we keep doing that? And you have a lot of people still perpetuating that. I refuse to see my blackness through the oppressor's eyes any longer. No, thank you. No, thank you. You know? And so we have to take those frames off and then we have to get back and see ourselves for our true selves. We are not this body. We are not these cages. We are pure light. We really truly are. Now where that light is focused, that's your business. Mine is focused squarely on love, squarely on love. And I welcome all those who shine as brightly from that place to join me, you know, and I know it's a very like white hippie liberal woman thing to say love and light. And I don't give a damn, you know, that is the answer. There cannot be too much light and there cannot be too much love. I don't see how either one of those things could ever be a bad thing, you know, and I want more people to stand in it however they want. It might not serve me. It might not serve me. Your truth might be harmful to me and you still have a right to it. And I encourage you to stand in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And We have to learn to be bold enough in our self-love that we would never shackle ourselves so that someone else could take center stage. We should all believe that we deserve the best of the best. We should all believe that we are the top 1%. We should all have that audacious self-love and self belief And anyone who would say, why do you believe so good about yourself? Get that person the hell out of your life. Get them out. Because what does it serve serve them for you to think less of yourself? Right. No, believe the best. Believe the best. Mm -hmm. But also see the truth, right? See the truth about yourself. Don't lie to yourself. If you're a piece of shit, the only way that you can stop that is by admitting, you know what? I've fallen short in these ways. Now let me do better. You know, and if you're not doing that, then you're not moving from spirit. You're moving from ego because your ego is still trying to protect you from the truth of who you are. Yeah, You know, you need to be doing better. Do better.
0: I don't, you yeah. don't need me to tell you that. you. you I you, agree. <laughs> you feel it in your body when you know you ain't correct and, and, and on point and, and aligned. So, pound do better. <laughs> and with that said, because I know you got to get on out of here thank you thank you so much for your honesty thank you for your energy and your time it it is never too much (laughs) it is it is actually an example of 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 where I personally can be and want to be and I think that that is what drew me to you is that look this is you this could be you this could be you and not without, you know, negating or diminishing your journey. To no, get, no,
1: no, please. No, uh, you don't yeah. have to qualify. Yeah. No, you're right. I do not stand in a place that that is exclusive for myself. I don't believe that I do. I don't believe that I do, you know, and again, I think what's I just I've never sought to set myself apart from anyone. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, so yeah, it's definitely accessible to everyone. Absolutely. All it is, is a choice to love yourself, to see yourself, to honor yourself. You know what they've been saying? And I think this is the perfect thing to stop on. They've been saying this over and over in my head. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And these things will be added unto you. You are the kingdom. You are your own God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness as defined by you and live in that truth. And all these things will be added unto you. Hallelujah. You know what I mean?
0: And amen. That's a word. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Real quick, before we get out of here, share with us how people can connect with you
1: on social media, your website, all that stuff. How can we find you? Yes. So my website is www. It's pronounced Natalia, but it's spelled Natalie Marconi, (laughs) M-A-R-C-O-N-I not macaroni so that's my website and that's my handle underscore i have close to two hundred thousand followers so anything less than that those are scams there's so many fake there's like 300 fake accounts of me so so yes 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 so yeah and then my ig you can hit me there or facebook but those are personal pages but i'll add you if you want to, if you want that awesome oh
0: thank you so thank much you. Thank i really you. appreciate you i want you to be blessed continue to be blessed you continue too to shine that light girl. Hey, and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see, I like to talk then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered.